Welcome to the Bourbon Library After Hours. On this podcast, Ryan and I reflect back on past episodes, give the bourbon another taste, and explore a little deeper into our family dynamic. After Hours starts now. Hey, sir. <laughs> These sometimes Howdy, partner. get easier and they get harder to do. What? When we do multiple episodes in one well, think long about it. sitting. Think about it. We sit here. Mm-hmm. We fill our bodies with <laughs> oh, this sweet, delicious brown spirit. Yes, sir. And I feel, I personally, this is what I feel, and maybe this is a slippery slope. I okay. feel the weight of the world go away, fall off the edge of my shoulders. <laughs> I feel my hands lift up into mm-hmm. the sky, mm-hmm. my hiney and my knees and my thighs lighten mm-hmm. and lift up, mm-hmm. almost as if a reverse gravitational pull towards pull, the heavens pulls me towards the heavens. Mm-hmm. Close. Oh, I'm passing a cloud. <laughs> Oh my God, the world is such a small, tiny little blue place. Oh man. And then I'm in space and it's dark again. I'm floating in space and I'm sad and I'm going, oh no. And then I see these little shark eyes wearing a bright colored pattern shirt. I'm flying right next to you, buddy. And you're flying too. And I reach and we, we grasp hands and I feel like in this large... Yeah. Open space yep. called life. Yep. Or outer space in the scenario. Yes, sir. That it's big, dark, and scary. But it's okay. But it's okay if you have a whiskey with a pal. <laughs> Welcome to After Hours. <laughs> I'm Ryan Bayless of the but Bayless. The answer to the question is no, I've never had acid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a question. Yeah. Uh, it's the Bourbon Library After Hours. I'm Ryan. This is Alec, my brother here. And this is a Smooth Ambler. Uh, yeah. So Smooth Ambler, uh, they make a, a number of bourbons, uh, some, most of which uh, didn't quite favor, uh, as I recall, on the episode that we did uh, with the whole gang. But well, we well, liked them fine. There's a, a bigger story there. there. Yeah. So Tell it. the Devin wanted to do smooth ambler. He wanted to do smooth ambler. He had their bourbon, which is this one specific bourbon that's hard to get for us in New York and hard to get uh, for some people. But then you found the American whiskey. The, yes, that was our prompt, right? To get yep. smooth, smooth Anything ambler. Anything smooth ambler. And I went to a, a liquor store and uh, they didn't have anything except contradiction was their smooth ambler that they had. And so I was the only one with contradiction um, and everyone was drinking it. Devin loved his because I, I think that was supposed to be a, a good bourbon. And, yeah. and I think our dad can attest to that. But you, Timmy and my dad all had their American whiskey, which you weren't fans of. Didn't didn't love them. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. But then I'm sitting there on the call drinking this stuff that I'm like, yes, this is it for me. This is mm-hmm. that flavor profile that I love. We've been chasing. And that I've been chasing and mm-hmm. that I found in a bottle. And I felt, I felt lonely. I felt like I was the only one experiencing this thing. And that's what this 
whole thing the bourbon library is is like sharing that experience a shared experience so i bragged about having the bottle <laughs> in the episode and how and everyone, much i liked it and then everyone got it well we believed that you had the best one certainly you had the best one and uh tell us a little bit about contradiction though i want to know this is batch number 347 by the way it was bottled by sarah Serena, thank you sir uh Sarah Lee. Sarah Lee, sorry. Sarah Lee or Sarail. Sarail. We will see. It's 92 proof. Yep. And uh, it's a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. Uh, what What do you get out of the taste? Like, what What well, for you was like such a such a an epiphany? Well, th- one other thing first is that they mix MGP with their own uh, juice. Juice. So some from juice West, West Virginia, I believe. So some juice that they've been doing on their own, yeah, West and, then, Virginia, and then they get barrels from MGP. Blended from whiskeys distilled in West Virginia, Tennessee, and Indiana, which is okay. MGP, West, you know, uh, Dickel potentially, yep. and then MG, and uh, and their own juice in West Virginia. What I get out of it, it's this is a four grain whiskey. Okay. And uh, I don't know what it is, but on my palate, loves a four grain. Like it, it feels like this is a visual representation of. Of uh, what a four grain. We need, an, grain. We, we need an audio representation yeah, so, as well. So you're looking at a crystal clear glass uh, water, like an ocean yep. that's not moving at all. Sure. Crystal, yep. And little Still water. little jumping fish are popping out in different parts of the water. It's the like sea. looking at the Hudson Valley uh, in the Hudson River at night during sunset. Yeah, little little or or a small lake or a swamp or sure. a small body of water and at sunset. At sunset when the the crickets and the little bugs are popping up so it's like fish little, start jumping little poppy little things happening in the water it's like yeah. a little spice it, it it hits me in on my tongue and different everywhere like on different parts of my tongue and i like it's surprising and enjoying and enjoyable when you do a four grain what are we talking four grains we got rye we got corn we have barley yep and then something else something else is it like an additional barley or an additional kind of wheat yeah, so it's it's wheat, wheat. Yeah, wheat. So it's wheat, wheat. barley, rye, and bourbon. Got it. Got it. Got well, it. not bourbon but, and bourbon and corn and corn. That's that's right. <laughs> well, well, specifically this. Uh, if I remember correctly, this is like a mix of two. It's a blend of two bourbons. Uh huh. Or two whiskeys. Yeah, that's high, the idea. A high rye mixed with the. It's kind of like the, high rye and a high corn. It's kind of like high west uh, bur rye. Bur rye. Bur- yeah. 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 Bourbon, yeah, burry, burry, uh, which I I have. I actually had two bottles of because the guy at the store was like, "You're gonna, this is all gonna run out." And I usually I don't buy the hype, but I happen to really like the burry, uh, which to me was my version of, of this. When we did High West, I got the burry. Everybody got else something else, and I was like, "Ooh, burry is the yep. best." It was the same. It thing. was the same. I I had your I had that epiphany of like, "Oh, this is sort of my flavor profile," um, and it's my version of contradiction. Um, but it makes sense, right? Interesting. They're being pulled from two worlds. We like something that's a blend of two two worlds. There. You get the sweet. It's a it's the weeded whiskey. Mixed, I can definitely tell it's a weeded whiskey mixed with uh, the high ri- the yeah. rye bourbon. Yeah, high rye. Yeah, a rye. Yeah. it's still a bourbon. You get a spicy finish, but you get a lot of that wheat on the palate. I think, and the nose is really sweet, like the mm-hmm. corn. Yeah, the nose is really sweet. And, and I love the bottle. I don't know. It's just like an elephant on a barrel. It's very farm smelling to me too. Like you get. I really taste a field. Like I can smell mm-hmm. a field. Yeah. It has that field like that. Uh, field yeah. grain taste. Yeah. What, almost similar to what Brian expresses when he's talking about Willet tasting like like the, the fields. That's in, Brian in G. Randalls from our Willet episode. Brian G. Uh, who grew up in, in, in Kentucky. 
uh, you know, you sort of smell and feel the spirit of whiskey there. And uh, yeah. I get that little bit of terroir in that glass, I suppose. Yeah, it reminds me of like fre- fresh cut grass and yeah. hay. hay. He always yeah, very hay. hay. Very hay-ish. Very hay. Yeah. That reminds me. That's so funny um, that he, he was good. At, he's good at soccer. Yeah. But I also remember I have like really distinct memories of soccer is like, I don't know for what reason. It's like the first sport you play. I don't know if it's the first sport people can physically play like as a child. Yeah. It's the first thing you can do is like kick a ball. Yeah, you get kids to just run around so in you the can't field. Shoot a basketball that high. Like you have to be strong enough to get the ball that high. You can't throw a football really. Can't that swing far. a bat. Can't swing a or bat. Throw a ball at someone. Yeah, or whatever yeah. other a group sports of kids exist. chasing sort of a round ball makes you can't sense. Golf necessarily. I've never golfed in my life. Not a soccer, day in my damn life. You can play from a young age. Yeah. I remember yeah. we had these reversible jerseys, and I just remember not wanting to switch. The sides because I don't want to take my shirt off in front of people. Oh, yeah. You were always know. a little more embarrassed about that than I I've always been that way. Yeah, Devin's son, Benson, is that way. Very nervous about his stomach. Yeah, I don't want – and looking back at it, you know, not a big deal. You want to know something about soccer? Yeah. So, so dad historically was my coach for most things, mm-hmm. which I actually think was good intentioned, uh, but did not go that well for us, mostly because I sucked at sports. Mm-hmm. And I think Dad was more hopeful that perhaps, you know, but I always seemed to be on a losing team when I was there. Were a team I was on, I was on the I was on the losing team mostly because I was probably last picked. To be honest, it must have sucked for Dad being in those uh, drafts and knowing that his son is nobody wants his son on the team. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> it's but uh, anyway, look at me now. Look Daddy. at me now. So I was in Boy Scouts. Let's start there. I was in, I was a Cub Scout, and this woman Sarah Clerkin, I believe. Uh, her, shout she out, was, Sarah. I was friends with her son Joe Clerkin. Shout out Joe. Joe. I'm not sure what happened to the Clerkins. I'm sure they're out there in the world. Uh, bless them. Uh, but we were we were. She was like our a Cub Scout leader, which I thought mm-hmm. was pretty progressive. Now thinking about it, yeah, it wasn't Joe's dad. It was Joe's mother, which was kind of cool. Uh, very nice woman. Anyway, that family was very into soccer. And, and, and Sarah was going to coach or was helping to run something, but she needed to have an assistant coach or I'm not sure entirely how it worked, but she wanted to coach. Maybe her schedule wouldn't fully allow. Somehow she volunteered dad. Mm. Because they had been they'd been friends from Boy Scout from the Cub Scouts. She knew him. She knew that Dad coached our baseball team. Maybe Joe was on my baseball team. I don't remember. My dad ended up running the baseball league because he was also also a head of the Kiwanis. What kinds of weird stuff? That was very Kiwanis. Kiwanis is like a, a society or like a club, like that, an Elks club, kind of. But you do more. Club. It's more like volunteer work and like. Is it everywhere? Or is it just a, in Indiana where we grew? No, up? it's everywhere. But so so so. Dad ended up getting volunteered to be my coach. And I remember hearing the, the it wasn't a voice, I guess it was a, a, on the message machine. Like, hey, Craig, this is Sarah Clerkin. I uh, volunteered you to be uh, one of the coaches. And so we have practice Saturday. So suddenly dad became the coach of my soccer team. Now, dad is an athlete. Dad played football as a young man. He knows and loves baseball. Happily enjoyed coaching baseball. The man's not really a soccer player. Didn't play soccer, I don't think. And so he really dreaded it, to be honest. And even worse, <laughs> I think he dreaded the idea that he'd have to coach me on soccer, on the soccer league. Mm-hmm. And, and he still to this day talks about like he would – because I'd get so bored. They'd put me in the fullback position, which is sort of defending the goalie. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I get so bored back there because all the kids are just kicking the ball yeah, under 100 yards away from me. Yeah, because there was no way I was going to be offense. I wasn't yeah. aggressive enough. I wasn't interested in enough in scoring. They just always, it was just like when they always put me in the outfield. And, and so they put me in, in this position that I just sort of got bored. Honestly, I've got terrible ADHD and I would just sit. Mm. And so his son, I was one of the kids sitting. I was one of those kids. And I, I sat, know. I sat with deep conviction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so poor dad's trying to coach uh, in a league he doesn't want to be a part of. Saying, Ryan, and please get Ryan, up. Ryan, please just sit up. And people are like, come on, the ball's coming your way. And the whole time he has to beg his son to stand up. That's, so I'm sorry, Dad. I'm yeah, sorry. I think that's what this episode's about, honestly. <laughs> just telling Dad I'm sorry. Saying Dad, sorry, Dad, for all the our, our failures. <laughs> every time we fail on, at a sport or well, I gotta, I, in front of Mom. I got I to gotta say I, I am grateful to have had those experiences. I'm, really? Dad was a super involved uh, dad. He was a busy guy. He started his career. I was around when dad was in college. He you know, started his manufacturing career, his engineering career. Uh, I was there for his first big job. Like we were around. So he was parenting. And the fact that he took time to also be our coach, to join other clubs, like that, uh, you know, that, that, that meant something. And, and to see him sort of uh, be a natural leader or maybe an unwilling leader unnatural in some ways. Leader. An unnatural That's leader. That's his memoir. Uh, and he's a natural leader. It's just that he kept, yeah, he didn't want to do it. <laughs> volunteered leader. He, he was sort of volunteered all the time because people like him. Yeah. And he's organized and he's smart and, uh, you know, but I always felt bad because once I found theater and some other things, I, I was much happier and, and dad certainly wasn't directing any of the plays I was in. Well, I was but, just going to say, he's, he didn't uh, volunteer to be your theater coach. Uh, no, he didn't want Definitely, to teach acting. He did not want to teach me Shakespeare. Uh, but he did. He did a couple of plays with me in, in church. Tell in, me about in, that. in church. <laughs> he did a play. And I remember being like, dad, are you nervous? Before it was like, we were in the service and it was about time to go do, we did the rehearsals together. Which play? He just, it was just a, some sort of, some sort of, <laughs> some sort of moral story. I think I was, a, I was the wild son at the dinner table and dad was the dad like, Hey son. And, uh, was it know, the last supper? It was not the last, it was one of the suppers. So I don't think it was the last, we were Methodists. And, uh, and, uh, which for those of you who don't know, it's when you method, I'm not going to, never mind. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Alec didn't have the experience we did, uh, in, in the church, I think. But, uh, <laughs> as a young person, we went to the church, very Midwestern sort of story there. So you're but waiting backstage. So anyway, we're waiting, well, we're waiting in the, we're waiting to go up. We were like plants. In the because we were gonna like stand up and start performing, and then so go you were to the in the stage. crowd. We were in the crowd, and I was excited. And I looked at dad, and his hands were shaking. And I remember being like, I never seen my dad scared before. And I was like, Oh, fuck. is there something <laughs> I, I was like, Dad's scared. Like, dad's scared. Nervous? Should I be nervous? Because I mean, you were like, Let's do this. So, but to, that's just to say, you know, once again, unwilling leader, he got drawn into being in this play with me, and I he saw it as an opportunity to do, to do something together. Yeah. I, th I think that's my assumption. Uh, How funny would that be? I mean, if you're a dad, yeah, all the dads out there, you're sitting there in the crowd, you're thinking about your life, you're like mm -hmm. dressed up as whatever a person of a certain time period. You have your child right next to you, yeah, and they're just pumped up, waiting oh, to say yeah. their lines. And well, I like, was like, I'm gonna get a bunch of like, laughs. God. I almost you're hit like, an old God. lady doing a cartwheel down the aisle. God damn it! <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> Why? Why has my son got his hair yeah, sticking could, straight in the air? We could be at a baseball game right now. <laughs> I remember telling Dad when I was so a, why God. I was a teenager. I was like, you know what? 
I was, I think we were waiting for Devin to get out of football practice. And I was like, I am never going to let my kids play football. That's just gross. I don't like football players. I don't like football. I was like kind of angsty, you know, and my dad was like, yeah, well, you know what? You better be prepared for it because I didn't think my son would be in theater. Yep. I think it's a great place to end the Smooth Ambler episode. <laughs> so listen, we're all contradictions. We are contradictions. Yeah. And that's the fun part about life. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you really thought about it. For, that's the fun part of that life. <laughs> God, it I is. had to reflect. I'm very appreciative. Uh, I really am grateful for dad, for dad doing those things. Well, one moment before yes. we end. It. Okay. Contradiction. Yeah. Not the, not the bottle. Who cares yeah. about that anymore? What is a contradiction? You're one thing, but you're also another thing. Sort of, I guess. You're two places at once. Contradict. Well, you're contradicting. Your you say you're is. there, but you're but you were yeah. there. Yeah. And I guess that's what this bottle is, right? It's a weeded whiskey and a high rye bourbon opposites. Yeah. But somehow. But together. They're powerful. So we're relating that to the human experience. Well, I'm just you, saying, you know, yeah, I was not a good Son, <laughs> I know. Good son, I was a great bad son, baseball player, good son, bad baseball player, uh, wild teenager, great, great, uh, you know, thespian. And 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 dad was there for all the uh, he went with it, he just went well, with it. I think, I think that's the point, right? As a kid, and as you're growing up and learning about who you are, yeah, you're gonna be a contradiction because yeah. you're gonna try on a bunch of different stuff yeah and i would say you should contradict yourself someone who's never been a parent i would suggest as someone who's been a child and had a parent yeah and and been in the child's perspective is to support that and don't like let your kid try a bunch of different stuff except drugs but let your kid (laughs) let your kid put different like wigs like, on like, like, put different wigs different on different wigs on try like but also as like a person need to, you, you need to support that ex- exploration of what it means to be a human being yeah as alec as and ryan be okay to contradict yourself that's yeah and hold a contradicting position from what you've held before change your mind occasionally evolve evolve let your kid that's, evolve. That's Let the yourself thing. Like, evolve. That I, that's a story I've told a million times about the football thing. The and and I never thought my kid would do theater. That's all to say that guy. My dad was at all my theater. You know, he came to all the plays. I remember uh, when I was in senior year and they had moved away and I was living by myself when I turned eighteen for a year. And dad would show up after work. He'd drive two hours to Mount Pleasant to show up to watch my play. He didn't even get to talk to me. He got to see me for 15 minutes afterwards. Maybe he, we went to dinner. I don't, I don't even remember. Uh, and what that means to say, like, hey, I was here for you. He was holding mm. a contradicting position in a way. It's like, I wanted you. Uh, he had never said, I wanted you to be good at, at basketball or baseball or whatever. Mm. He says, I want you to do something. And I want you to, and, and he always held contradicting positions too. Like when we would talk, I always felt like I was always at odds with dad and dad's opinions. And as I found out as an adult, he sort of did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to challenge wanted you to see both sides of things. us. Yeah. To, to hold, to be comfortable holding different positions or to hold the line in what you believe in. Yeah. If you really believe in it, say support it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just say something and then have nothing to back it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. We got there. We did it, folks. 
This is uh, after hours. Have a good night. Uh, after <laughs> I think that's a great. Those are, those are great things to, to think you. about. No, no. Call your dad. Call your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thank him for helping you out. Yeah. This is the Bourbon Library After Hours. I'm Ryan Bayless. And I'm Alec Bayless. To drink. Is to live. Cheers. Empty cheers. Empty cheers every all right, all when, darn time. When our shirts come out, it's yeah. going to be two empty, two uh, yeah, neat glasses yeah. Cl- clanking with no alcohol and yeah. no no yeah. any. It's just going to say empty cheers. <laughs> we'll be famous for the empty cheers. For the empty cheers. Hey, tell your friends about the program. Make sure to click, like, share, do all the things that you should do, and we'll see you next time Thank on you After Hours. Us. Cheers. Cheers. That was After Hours. Thanks for listening. Did you like what you heard? Join us at the Bourbon Library for more. And remember to rate, review, and share our show with friends. It's more fun drinking together. All right, until next time. Cheers.